10, 10 9, 9 8, 8, 8, 8, 7, 8, 7, 8, 7 6, 6 5, 5, 5, 4, 4 3, 3, 2, 2 1, 1. 1. Let's go! Now it's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show. Mix 94.1. Good morning and welcome to the pre-show. It is Wednesday, March 11th. Thank you all for joining us so early this half hour is just for you and thank you as always for checking in we love to see your texts and your tweets this morning at mercedes in the am on twitter 702-364-9400 by text rudy is checking in this morning so is lance brian s rook Dayan, and sarah zach turtle and booful tabitha is checking in this morning so is raul sandel lisa lisa jan jim in michigan cujo the texas moore family we have melissa and francis checking in this morning also on twitter we've got don listening melodies martin uh looks like tess is checking in carol thank you all for that mike just checked in we got you so great to hear from all of you hope you all are doing well this morning how you doing good good i went to bed last night kind of like in a a, a funk it was a weird i don't know it was, just a, it was the weather yesterday but i got home from doing some stuff last night and I finished my work and I found myself just watching some videos and stuff online. And I, I was like very emotional last night. Did you see the video? It was on Instagram a lot yesterday of the older man who was, I guess, walking his dog and an alligator had grabbed his little puppy and took it into a pond. No, I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh. He goes into and he, he just see this old man, like he's standing in a pond and he's wrestling something. He lifts up this baby little alligator who's got his puppy in his the jaws of the alligator. And this old man is and he rips open the jaws of this alligator. The puppy is crying, jumps out, runs away to safety. So I'm watching that thing and i'm just emotional from for some reason it's got me all emotional watching that but i'm also thinking who's filming this man instead of filming this man why not put the camera down and, and help the guy try to save his puppy yeah no kidding when so many things end up on on video i'm like why were you helping <laughs> <laughs> this, oh, and he's got a cigarette in his mouth or a cigar doesn't drop the cigar this guy's a stud so i watched that and that hit me going all emotional and then i saw this other video that was so endearing this this blind child who's walking with a, like a walking stick for, for, for one of the first times and he's able to step off a curb for the first time and his parents are encouraging him. So I saw that and I started getting all emotional. And then there was another video of, it was on Reddit from a couple of years ago, these two candidates running from governor, uh, running for governor, and they took out an ad together where they were showing that, hey, we, we're opposing candidates, but we don't have to attack each other. We both want to win. We've got our rights. We've got our wrongs. But we don't need to attack each other. I'm watching that. It's old campaign video from two years ago and I start getting emotional over that. Oh my goodness. What's going on? The hormones are going crazy. I, I think it was. I'm like, you know what? It's time to go to bed and I woke up and th- 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 those feelings were gone. But last night was weird for me. It was a weird one last Sometimes night. Sometimes you need one of those. Sometimes it's just like, I, you know what? I've got some emotions that need to be released. Let's get them out. And if you can do that via YouTube, better for you. <laughs> yes. I got it out through Instagram reels last night. So woke up bouncing off the walls, as you can tell, and, and ready to go this morning. Nice. Nice. Well, it we are happy to have you uh, bouncing <laughs> off the wall, ready to go. How are you doing over there? Good, good. My night last night, uh, I was I did my work pretty late, and I kind of had ba- I had baseball on in the background. Watched uh, Yankees won. Uh, Aaron Judge had a walk off home run, which is cool. And then I just randomly started watching the the uh, Angels game and uh, the Angels and Rays and this rookie threw a no hitter. Last, I was, really? I was like oh my gosh and like you know when you start getting to the seventh inning and you think no hitters possible but you don't ever say it out loud mm-hmm. because you will jinx them and I'm like hmm this rookie's still in there wow 
Oh my gosh. It was 12 to nothing. (gasps) (laughs) He just, he did such a good job. I was really, I mean, I obviously am not an Angels fan, but I'm a fan of, of pitchers that get no hitters. So that was really exciting watching that. Heck yeah. She finished, obviously finished the game last night. Yeah. Watch the end of that. So I watched two baseball games (laughs) last night while I was doing my work. And uh, yeah, I got emotional also watching that. I love watching, I I love watching pitchers get no hitters. It's just so cool. Yeah. Whether you're a fan of that team or not, that's a really, really cool thing to witness. And didn't you witness one in person somewhere? Yeah, Tim Lincecum. I, we were at a we were at a Giants game. We were in San Francisco, so you know, I just I just love baseball. I don't care who's playing. I'll go to a game if, if we can get tickets. And so, yeah, we were at a, a. It was actually no, it was in San Diego. The Dodge uh, the the um, Giants came down to uh petco and we were in san diego so we're like let's go see the giants padres game and yeah he ended up throwing a no hitter there and we witnessed it and everyone was so nervous on the that final pitch we're like oh my gosh and then he he uh struck him out and we were all like screaming and i was i don't even care about them winning i was just like so excited for him seventh eighth inning you're in there with the crowd you know you don't talk about it if you're watching on tv or something but is the crowd not saying anything no you you're don't looking at the person next to you like oh you want a hot dog i'm gonna get something to eat let's talk about the weather the eyes say it all you yeah. just look like mm, okay all right let's keep it going keep it going but you never say it and then there's always that dummy that does and you're like shut <laughs> you be quiet don't even say that so yeah hey, you might get a perfect game <laughs> oh, you idiot. oh my gosh yeah so that's cool oh uh, it was so i was also emotional last night a lot of emotions everywhere and getting it out <laughs> yes exactly but thank you guys for joining us let's start the show actually really quick steph i want to check in with you you had to leave the show early you were not feeling well yesterday. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, I am so much better. I mean, yesterday I felt like I hit a wall. Mm. I think that the wind had an effect with it because Monday morning I woke up with my eye extremely itchy, my right eye only. And so I didn't have any eye drops at the at work at home. So I took some here at the station because we have a little first aid kit, put some eye drops so much better. But I noticed my right eye had fatigue. So the whole day I was like, my right eye was always kind of like <laughs> and then mon- uh, Monday night, I started getting a headache. I was like, ah, time to go to bed. Then I woke up Tuesday morning with the headache just pounding at my right side of my head. I'm like, ah, you know, fight to the pain. You got this. You could do it. I get to work and I'm starting to slow down and sight, like my my sight was slowing down. My blurry vision, everything was sensitive. Like the light was sensitive. I had the light super dim. The the audio here was super low. Aww. And then I started to get nauseous and that's when I knew I'm like, okay, I need to go home because I thought that I could fight through the pain. But once your body starts shutting down, that's when I knew I'm like, ugh, it's I signal it's time to go i'm glad you did and and you sound so much better i yeah i saw you before you left yesterday and i could just tell you were not feeling well you looked fine you look great but you know you're you know when you can just get someone's vibe i'm like oh poor thing she is bad energy's off and i I thought rethought our conversation i was like get out of here go and i was like gosh was i mean when i said that i was like get out of here go home i know you meant it in the most well-intentioned because you're like because if you keep talking you're just gonna get worse just go home just go home go home honey so bad for you i no, I think I said that. I said, go home, honey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we're glad you're back. We missed you, and we're glad you're feeling better. All right, let's start the show. Time for the pre-show. You pick them. You guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear Nobody Knows by the Tony Rich Project? And I'm missing you, and nobody knows it me. Do you want to hear Praise You by Fatboy Slim? 
Do you want to hear Pinch Me by Bare Naked Ladies? Pinch me. Pinch me. I'm still Those are your choices. Just get your votes in now. You can do that a couple of ways. Go to our Facebook page, Mercedes in the Morning. You can vote there. You can tweet us at Mercedes in the AM. Or you can call or text us right now, 702-364-9400. We're going to count your votes now and reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. Never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Post Malone is getting ready to release his upcoming album, 12 Carat Toothache. It comes out next month, June 3rd. And tomorrow, he will release a new collaboration with Roddy Rich. The song is called Cooped Up. They put out like a little teaser video or audio for it. Here's what that sounded like, the little teaser he put out. Mysterious sound we get for about 20 seconds. Have you heard anything about the song? Um, not this song. I, I I saw he posted yesterday. I was just trying to find the picture of uh, a picture of him and the kid Leroy, uh, too. That was actually, uh, where was that? Uh, yeah, someone someone sent that to me, uh, last night. Oh, here it is. Yeah, so they, uh, I, I, he, it says, uh, the kid Leroy. And Post Malone are officially, oh, the coolest duo around. I don't know if that means that they're doing something, but I think so. Yeah, is, he, is he on the new album, I think? Yeah, I yeah. think he is, yeah. Did you see the photo of Post Malone with Michael Jordan over the weekend? Yes, I did. <laughs> I saw that one. That was funny. So Formula One will be in Las Vegas next year. This past weekend, it was in Miami for the first time, and it was a star-studded event, which should be the same when it comes to Las Vegas next year in November. So yeah, Post Malone was down there with Michael Jordan, David Beckham, Patrick Mahomes, Bad Bunny, Ashton Kutcher, Michelle Obama, Tom Brady, Paris Hilton, James Corden, all down there in Miami for Formula One. You know it's going to be nuts when it's here in town next year. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, what a great event for our city. It's just... It just keeps getting better and better for us. We it just keep getting so many amazing events. And the people from Formula One bought some property up on the Strip because they're going to need the land to do things for the race. And so it's all, nothing but great stuff. Despite some serious health issues in recent years, Val Kilmer returns to the role of Iceman in Top Gun Maverick. And Tom Cruise is a big reason for that. Tom says, I, I really rallied hard for him to make the movie. The kind of talent that he has and you see in that scene, it's very special. It's just very special. And then producer Jerry Bruckheimer said that Tom was the driving force to get Val back. And he added that Tom and Val's on-screen reunion was, quote, a really emotional experience for all of us. I am so, so hyped for this movie. I wasn't before. But the closer it gets and the more I hear about it, the more excited I get. I think if we grab the audio of you and I talking about this movie, like back in February, we're both, ah, I didn't even care. Out. Yeah, I didn't even enough care. Already. <laughs> now, we all know Val's character as Iceman. But what was Iceman's name in Top Gun? What, do you know it offhand, or do I have yeah, three uh, options? I, I do. It's um, something Kazansky. Yes! Um, oh, I forget the first name, but I, I remember it's Kazansky. Tom Kazansky. Tom Kazansky, yes. yeah. Okay, do you know who Nick Bradshaw was? That's the, the character. What was his call signal? Nick Bradshaw in Top Gun. Slider? No, Nick was Goose. Oh, I didn't know Goose's name. <laughs> That's so sad. Bill Cordell. <laughs> um... Uh, Jester? Cougar. Cougar. Oh, man. Last one, Mike Metcalf. Oh, Mike Metcalf. Uh, 
uh, oh, 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 um, not not Jester, but his buddy. Call site is it? Was it Viper? Yes, it was. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you said it in his voice too. Um, I, I just I remember that scene. He's like, call sign Mike Metcalf, call sign Viper. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Is it? Yeehaw, Jester's Day. <laughs> the Ellen DeGeneres Show will end its nearly two decade run on May 26 in an episode featuring Jennifer Aniston. Pink and Billie Eilish. Jennifer was her first guest back in 2003. So kind of full circle moment for Jennifer to come back on the show. And then Pink wrote the theme song. I, I was not aware of that. Yeah, it wasn't like right off the bat. I think at some point, like season like five or six, they made a new theme song and Pink wrote it. It yeah. was a transition into Pink. Yeah. Now we'll have more dirt coming up in the seven o'clock hour. It's Mix 94.1. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1621. And now, here's your hosts, Mercedes and JC. Good morning, and welcome to Wednesday. It is May 11th, 6 o'clock. Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning. Great to have you here. How's it going? At your view, you look out the window to that desert, that field behind the radio station. Have you seen a coyote out there? I, You know... I actually can't see because I have two monitors that block my oh. view unless I look over. I just moved the monitors. Uh, I've never seen a coyote out there. Once in a while, I'll see a random person walking out there, which always is kind of startling. Like, why are you walking in this field? But um, I think we have some homeless living nearby in yes. one of the tunnels. And so I think they're just traveling to possibly the uh, gas station over there. So I'm, I'm not sure where they're going. But to answer your original question, no, I don't see any coyotes. I saw one out there leaving the radio station on Monday. So I, we had, I had up Warm Springs there, turned right on Buffalo. And that's what I saw him out in the field. And this it was a big one. It was a big coyote. So I'm not sure if that's his turf out there, but when you see a big coyote, that means he's been eaten. It just uh, seems like a very busy area for a coyote to be hanging. But then again, I just don't think that they're really scared of humans anymore. I mean, we're infringing on their territory, them not in ours. So it's uh, they're up by my house all the time. Uh, coyotes and... Yeah, it's coyotes. I mistake them for foxes, but they're not foxes. They're coyotes. And they're so cute too. This guy they was a cute little devil running through the desert. Look at that! Look at that dog! No, no, that's a that's a big coyote. Look at him go, and they have that gait, the way they move. You can tell them once you get closer. But they are. I look at them like, oh, you're so sweet. Why are you so big? Who are you eating? There are so many um, bunnies in my area and ducks, and there these th this family of three ducks. They have found my backyard, and at first I thought it was super cute. I was like. There's ducks in our backyard. There's like two males and one female. Or no, wait, which ones are have the green head? Those are the males, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's two males and one female. And so they're hanging out there sunbathing, and I see them in the backyard, and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the ducks. I take a video. I'm like, this is so cute. And I immediately get inundated from messages from people. Get rid of them. Chase them away. They're going to poop in your pool. They're going to poop all over the place. Get rid of them. So I see this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we got to go scare them away. So I go out there. I'm like, shoo, shoo, get out of here. And they're like, I'm like, why are you bothering us? Just uh, on Sunday, wake up, look outside in our pool. They're back and they're swimming. And I'm like, 
Oh my gosh, this is the, they think, oh man. So I go out there and I'm like, shoo, shoo. My husband goes out there, shoo, shoo. They won't leave. They just look at us like, eh, whatever. We're in the middle of the pool. What are you going to do? Come and get us? Mm -hmm. My husband gets the hose, (laughs) shoots them with the hose. They got out of there very fast after that. He's like, get out of here. So now we don't want the ducks in our yard. We didn't know that it was a bad thing. It's probably adorable at first, but you don't think of that stuff. The ducks pooping in your pool all the time. Do you have that owl that everyone has by their pool that doesn't work? I have two of them. Mm -hmm. They don't Mm -hmm. even care. They don't care. I mean, they're just walking around like they own the place. And then when they're looking at us while we're trying to shoo them in the pool, like, what are you going to do? So my <laughs> husband got that hose and they got it out of there. So I, I'm hoping they don't come back. And yeah, let, lots of bunnies. It's just, there's a lot of wildlife out there right now. There really is. But the, and did you see the story about the rattlesnake too? Yeah, I did. Oh, in Lake Las Vegas. Snakes. I mean, I know they're out there, but not going wood. I've never, I've never seen a rattlesnake here in Las Vegas, even while hiking up at Red Rock and all my travels out there and stuff. I've never seen a snake, nor do I want to see one. I don't know. I know there's scorpions out there, deadly spiders, coyotes, but just something about seeing a rattlesnake that would get me. That would that would put me over the top. Yeah, and and the lizards, the the lizards, mm, not the as not as bad as the uh, snakes. I like seeing the lizards. That makes me happy. That's because they're eating other bugs. Yeah, they're eating scorpions. Like, you're welcome to stay here, Mister Lizard. You just hang out, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. But yeah, no thank you on the, on the rattlesnake. Mr. Rattlesnake. No. Oh. And then the video that was on uh, was on the news, it shows a dude going out there like a broom, kind of like you and Matt. Shoo, shoo. I'm like, dude, that is a rattlesnake. That thing will lunge at you. Don't go at a rattlesnake with a broom. Just kind of swipe it into a bucket really quick, put a lid on it, and then you're good to go. <laughs> Just remember where the bucket is. Someone opens up that bucket. Oh, ah! yeah. Make sure you get rid of that very quickly. <laughs> now, this morning, 8 o'clock hour, tickets for you to go see Bastille next week. Those are yours when you win heads up. It's Wednesday mornings. So we have two truths and a lie. That'll happen right around 6.30. We also have what's trending coming up next. What do you got for us? Tom Brady has some job security. The end of an era for this device and Doritos is giving us some stranger things. That's coming up next in what's trending. Mercedes in the mornings, what's trending on Mix 94.1? Tom Brady is trending this morning. Talk about some job security. He's going to join the Fox Sports uh, team as a lead NFL analyst immediately following his playing career. So I guess we don't know when, but when that happens, he's got a job ready to go. Fox CEO Lachlan Murdoch announced yesterday that he will call NFL games aside Kevin Burkhart and will assist in various client and promotional activities. He reportedly signed a monster 10-year $375 million deal. Dang! Uh, he said that he's excited, but there's a lot of unfinished business on the field with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His contract is bigger than Tony Romo's and Troy Aikman's contracts combined. They really wanted Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, I mean, good for them, too, because I believe Troy Aikman and Joe Buck left Fox. Aren't they going to Amazon or yeah, Thursday I think Night so. Football? So at least Fox is looking for that that lead analyst to step in, and you know Tom Brady's gonna be great. He's a mastermind of the game. Oh, for sure. I it's it, what's interesting is when he announced his retirement. That's when the talk started. So he's like, "Yeah, we'll go there." Then he changed his mind, and there he's like, "Hey, can we come back to this?" And they're like, "Absolutely." When you're done playing football, here's the deal. And so he's he's got ten years at least.
on this deal, which is going to be nice. Which is funny, too, how you mentioned that, too. Remember when Tom Brady retired at the beginning of the year? Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> for what? Three months? And then he's like, you know what? Uh, this retired life is not for me. <laughs> let's, let's get back in there, guys. <laughs> also this morning, trending is iPod. Farewell, iPod Touch. It's the end of an era, you guys. It's going to be discontinued. Following years of disappointing sales, the device is the last remnant of a product line that first went on sale in October of 2001 and set the stage for Apple's other devices like iPhones and iPads. The iPod is no more. So sad. I still have I still have two of my iPods. With I, I have one plugged into my car uh, for just backup music in yeah. case my Bluetooth doesn't connect for some <laughs> reason. But uh, yeah, that's a end of an era, man. We have years of music on that thing too. I'm sure. Yeah, but the problem is, is it doesn't hold a charge, so uh, it has yeah. to stay plugged mm-hmm. in. It's just so old that. If it's not plugged in, it's just going to die immediately on you. So <laughs> You gave me my first Apple Touch so they would watch videos and TV shows. At, and I remember being at the radio station, and our engineer, GT, was his name. And if you're nice to GT, he would download all the station's music libraries onto your iPod. And I was super nice to GT, and I gave it to him. And he just every radio station we had at the time, all the music just dumped it into my iPod. Yeah. It was when, great. When I found out he did that for people, I, I gave him 20 bucks. I'm like, hey, can you put it on mine? He's like, yeah, done. <laughs> and I still have that one with all those songs on it. I yes. So many songs. Thousands of songs you got for free. <laughs> um, also trending this morning is Doritos. So they're celebrating the highly anticipated Stranger Things 4 premiere this month with the release of a new limited time flavor. Doritos 3D Crunch 3 Cheese. I know we said no more food challenges, but I actually I would kind of be up for this one. I don't know. It sounds kind of good. It brings together cheddar, Monterey Jack, and Parmesan cheese with a three-dimensional crunch. They're also going to be doing a, a first-ever live from the Upside Down virtual concert starring Charlie XCX on June 23rd. You've got legendary 80s headliners also a part of that concert, like the Go-Go's, Corey Hart, Soft Cell, they'll also appear. Doritos actually holds the key to the concert, so what you can do is you can pick up a bag of the of Doritos or Doritos 3D Crunch with the limited-time Stranger Things packaging on them while they're on store shelves, or just go to Doritos.com slash Stranger Things, and then you can reserve your ticket. And you can also get your hands on some of the live from the Upside Down concert merch, including T-shirts, bags, posters, all sorts of good stuff. But yeah, Stranger Things, it's hard to believe the next season is coming here soon. Yeah, it's going to be here upon us very quickly. We did for Try Tuesday, talking about maybe doing this for Try Tuesday, that Sprite Challenge. Watching the video, I was just in tears watching is try to to get that done. How was your stomach afterwards? How were you the rest of the day? It was actually fine. It was actually good. I think that the Sprite helped my stomach. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't finish the bottle when we first did it, but I left it here, and then later on in the show, I finished it. It was like... It was a nice little, uh, I don't know, release maybe that I needed for my stomach. How, how are you? Multiple releases. I was, I was actually the same way. I was not phased by it. I thought I wouldn't be hungry for lunch. I was. And we did... They say to do 16 ounces, I think. We, I think we had the 20-ounce bottle. We, had, we had bigger <laughs> bottles. So the fact that we didn't finish it, I think we still did 16 ounces, I at think, least close to it. But we couldn't do it without burping. So, yeah, if you want to see the video, go to our Instagram. It was pretty funny, at Mercedes in the AM. <laughs> and that's what's trending.
It's Wednesday. We have two truths and a lie coming up here in just about 10 minutes. You locked and loaded for it? I am ready to go. I don't know if I'm telling the truth and I don't know if I'm lying, but I have one of each ready to go. And you are going to have to decide who is the liar of the bunch. Is it me? Is it JC? Is it Steph? If you want to jump onto our Facebook page, we'll be live streaming. Sometimes you can kind of get an idea by watching the person. I I notice we all have our certain ticks when we lie. Um, I I do something. JC, you definitely do something. Steph's harder to read because she's just always so believable on all of her stories. I haven't had a lie in about a month and a half. Really? I've been truth every single week. Uh, Steph has had the lies. I do know when Steph is like, because she goes into so much detail. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's your tell. Oh. So, Keep it short, yeah, Steph. Keep we'll it short. Know. So, there you go. Two truths and a lie is coming up in just a few minutes. The game is two truths and a lie. It's true. So you've heard of it. Yeah, you've heard well, yeah, of it. yeah, because babies play that at their birthday parties. Okay, whatever. It's a good game. Time for two truths and one lie on this Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday where two of us are telling you the truth about something, but one of us is a liar. Can you tell who the liar is? We are live streaming right now on Facebook if you want to check it out. Otherwise, listen up. We all have predetermined. We've got our little slips of paper that tells us who's telling the truth and who is lying. Uh, any taker stuff? How about you go first? This I week? will. Oh. Sure. Okay. So, uh, let me know. Cause we have a little 30 second 30 countdown. Second time. Are you yes. ready? Steph? I'm ready. Starts now. A couple years ago, this had to have been during the pandemic because I know I wasn't working here. Uh, my couple of my friends came in town and we decided to go to one of the grand opening days of Circa. It wasn't like the big grand opening, but it was just one of the days. So we went to Circa and we heard about the big new stadium swim, but the stadium swim wasn't open yet. So we thought we would be fun and sneak into the stadium swim, and we ended up getting kicked out. Of Circa? (laughs) Yes. Were you drunk? Maybe I had a couple (laughs) drinks in me. (laughs) Wait. You did not get kicked out of Circa. I didn't get kicked out of Circa. I got kicked out of Stadium Swim. You were in the pool? I wasn't in the pool, but we were at one of the little, um, like they have little separate pools. They have their little um, sections. Mm -hmm. And we were taking pictures and selfies, and it was at night. Um, But some of the production people were like getting set up for all the the big weekend. And they're like, hey, come down here. You're not allowed in here. Get out, please. Darn it. Was this winter? Because didn't it open uh, like New Year's Eve weekend? No, it had to have been Halloween weekend, Mm. like October of 2020. Google's when did Circa open? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Back in 2018. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, it had to have been Halloween weekend because they came that week during the week of Halloween. Halloween of 2020, you got kicked out of the Circa pool. Stadium swim. Yes, Mm -hmm. I sure did. Interesting. Do you guys believe Steph? What do you think? Is she telling the truth or is she a liar? 702-364-9400. You can call or text us. Uh, I'll go second. All right. Um, You ready for the timer? I'm ready. 30 seconds on the clock. Starts now. I was talking to my brother uh, the other day, and he made a comment about some neighbors that we used to have, and it jogged my memory on this. When my brother was little, he got attacked by our neighbor's dog, and he still has a scar on his face to this day. It's my little brother, Mario, and it was the Lambertsons, and he went over to play with their son, Brandon, and Brandon's dog, (laughs) who's normally a good dog, just decided didn't like Mario, went up, ah! And they bit him on the face. 
And he still has a scar from that. Did he go to the hospital that day? Oh, my gosh. My dad was so angry. Like, my dad was ready to go over and beat them up. <laughs> like, my mom had to calm him down. They took him to the doctor. They said that, you know, it, it didn't really warrant stitches, but he does still have the scar. It was like puncture marks more oh. than like a, a cut. You know what I mean? From the dog just went. Do right you know what kind of dog it was? I don't remember exactly. I remember what it looked like. If I had to guess, it was kind of like some golden retriever mix. I don't know if it was a pure golden retriever or it, like I said, a mix. But it, it was like it had like a brownish coat and. Normally, totally calm dog. I don't know what happened. Mario, my mom was like, were you agitating the dog? Did you do something? He's like, no, I was just sitting there. He just flat went up and, and bit him. And you, Go ahead, Jason. Well, this is the Melsons, you said? No, the Lambertsons. Mm. The Lambertsons. His name was what? His son? Brandon. Well, there was two Brandon, sons. Brandon. Okay. I forget the little. I forget the little. Oh, liar. <laughs> Teresa was the mom. And I forget the dad. Teresa Lamberson. <laughs> Teresa Lamberson. Was there any talk of like lawsuits or anything or paying for medical bills? That's a pretty intense thing to happen. So my dad made my mom go over and tell them that they had to pay for the, the doctor's bill. And they did. But there was no lawsuits. I I was worried because, gosh, they lived there for years. They recently moved out. It would have been really awkward. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, you when know, you see your neighbor, you that's a tough do. thing to do. So, the Lamberson's dog attack. Interesting. Yes. So there you go. That's my story. Am I telling you the truth? Or did I just make that up? You be the judge. JC, you're up. Mercedes, I also had a conversation with my brother, and he reminded me of something of my television debut. Which, Turn on the timer. It's on. It's, oh, I started. Okay. Oh, which, uh, my television debut, which started in the 80s. Uh, the, the, our PBS program in the 80s did a spinoff of Reading Rainbow, and it was called Religion Rainbow, where they went through and focused on different religions in the Philadelphia area, and they came to my Catholic school. And it was very simple. We're all just sitting around, and one of the nuns was re- reading a tale from the Bible. I think it was like David and Goliath. But I'm sitting there in the background like this. <laughs> all for maybe 10 seconds or so as they showed this story on the Religion Rainbow program that aired on PBS in Philadelphia in the 80s. And that's when you knew you were going to be a, be a big TV star? That was technically, <laughs> technically my television debut. Just sitting there like a lump on the log. As they panned the students, they were all gathered around the nun that was reading the story from the Bible. Religion Rainbow mm-hmm. on PBS. It was a special. I gotta look this up, Mercedes. I, I do not believe this. The Philadelphia area. Second. So I don't know if sure you can find it online. Religion. It was a. It was like a, I don't think they did it every year. It was just a one-off special, but it was a spin on Reading Rainbow, and they just did it where they told Judaism. They went to different schools and they had different tales from different religions. Religion Rainbow PBS. Ah. There is something that comes up. I doubt you're going to find the one from, this would have been 84, uh, no. 85. I mean, it was a long time ago. Angels in the sky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can go twice this high. Yes. Just take a look. It's in the book. <laughs> Religion <laughs> Rainbow. It's very sweet. I, I, I it's an endearing program, know. but I, I wouldn't say anything. Just in the crowd of a bunch of us students just sitting there, but they panned to me. And, Why did they choose you? What What made you the, the chosen <laughs> oh, one for know. Religion Rainbow? I was, it was our school. Our Lady of Mount Carmel was the school that did the reading, but we just all gathered around the nun while she was reading the story. So it wasn't like I was on part of the program. It's just they're panning the students. There are other kids, but they panned for me like 10 seconds. I'm just sitting there. I remember watching it too. Like, oh, what an idiot. I believe the part of you just sitting there like, oh, I believe that part. I just don't believe that you were on the TV show. <laughs> that's him every I day. Think, I think that's just how you were sitting all the time. <laughs> so it looked like this. <laughs> did you guys have uniforms? Yes. What, what were they? Uniforms. It was a light blue shirt. We had to wear a tie every single day. That's how I know to tie a tie. You either tie a tie or a clip-on tie and navy blue. Blue pants and the girls had to wear skirts. Who 
is telling the truth and who is lying. 702-364-9400. You can call us or text us right now. Uh, you can also make a comment on Facebook. Like, Jan, JC, if you're lying, you're going to H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> I agree. Melissa says JC is lying. Uh, on the text line, Mercedes is lying. A golden retriever would never bite a child. M- Mario could have really provoked the dog. Who knows what he's he doing to the dog? Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one says, I believe, Steph. That's when it opened. I opened the place, so I know the timeline. Simple Google search, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frank, Frank says, I say JC is a liar on this one. <sighs> Who is it? Let's do the big reveal right now. Truth teller number one is... Girl from Stadium Swim got kicked out. <laughs> Dang, Steph. I know. Oh. I am not proud. I just thought I'd be adventurous. Let's take a risk. I remember going up the steep escalators, going to the stadium. So I'm like, ooh, I feel so special. And then 30 minutes later, hey, you guys can't be here. I'm like, all right, fine. But the property was open. You were just in an area that you couldn't be inside the property? Exactly. Okay. Everything was open. It's just the fact that, like, hey, we're not allowing anyone to, from the public here. I'm like, all right. Did you get go. your pictures at least, though? I did. Oh, I had to look for him. Good. I do. Darn That's all it. that matters. I did get them. They're not the best quality. They're a little blurry. <laughs> if you I know what I mean. Why. Yeah, security's chasing you down. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Truth teller number two. Uh oh. I dropped my paper. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> no! Yes! Uh, poor Mario got attacked by the Lambertson's dog. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it was like a full-bred golden retriever. It just looked golden retriever-ish. I was a kid, so I don't I don't really know. I didn't know dog breeds. But yeah, yeah he's still, if you look close, if you guys see him, um, he still has a little scar. He's got on the his markings face on his it. face. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's scary when this kind of I stuff know. happens. And it did cause a really a lot of tension between us and the neighbors for a long time. They finally like put it all behind them, but it was a weird thing. Well, I'm sure even even on your side, just being attacked, and also being the neighbor that had the dog that yeah. attacked someone else's kid in the neighborhood. That's heavy stuff. It was it was really bad, but. JC, <laughs> religion rainbow. I didn't even know it exists. <laughs> I just is... completely. I've been sitting on this lie since you did a video, Mercedes, like two months ago with your head floating around with the reading rainbow video. I think it was for, for oh, the yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that. I'm like, I'm going to spin this into a lie somehow. And I've been sitting on this lie for literally for two months. It's really funny. Religion rainbow. That is a good one. <laughs> oh, You're my very gosh. clever. It, that was just so ridiculous <laughs> that I was like, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way. Oh, PBS. <laughs> <laughs> they focus on different tales, different religions. They came to my Catholic school. Oh right? my gosh, that is funny. Let's make the show religion rainbow. <laughs> it's now a bit. Yes, yes. We have the uh, hot three coming next. Mercedes, what do you got for us? All right. Well, there is a big baby formula shortage, and the FDA has finally addressed it. We'll tell you what they had to say. Also, how many of you would choose your pet over your home? Or your spouse. We're going to talk about where some people's priorities are. And a teacher's aide asked a middle schooler to do a favor for him. And it ended up being a total disaster. We'll tell you what happened coming up next in the Hot 3. It's time.
time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. The FDA says it's taking important steps to address the baby formula shortage. The agency released an update yesterday, said it's working with companies that make baby formula to improve the supply. The statement says there's been a shortage of infant formula products since a voluntary recall was issued last February and that the FDA is also continuing to address supply chain issues with baby formula brought on by the pandemic. The FDA commissioner said we're doing everything in our power to ensure there's adequate product available when, uh, where and when consumers need it. Uh, reports are that three and four babies are given formula in the first six months. So there's definitely a need. And I just I saw locally um, th- there are a lot of uh, parents that are concerned uh, just with this shortage. And and how are, how are they going to feed their babies? You know, yeah, if, scary. If they're not able to produce the, the milk or, or for whatever reason. Yeah. So uh, just uh, definitely some concern out there. Uh, question with regards to women that breastfeed. Can you, if it's tested, could you drink, could a baby drink another mother's breast milk? Oh, yeah. that That's called um, a wet nurse. Oh, that's a wet nurse? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, th- they can definitely do that. That was more common back in the day. I don't know how, it, it, if people are super comfortable yeah. with that now. Um, but, yeah, that was a big thing back in the day where one woman would just, like, feed all the babies. Uh, really? Like, like it, because a lot, some women cannot produce the milk. Mm-hmm. They just don't. They don't make enough, and uh, then your poor baby's starving. I was just talking to someone about this the other day, uh, when you, and you don't even realize it because you don't know how much they're actually getting. You're just they stop when they're hungry, but sometimes this poor child's still hungry, and there's nothing that's coming out there. You know, they're just kind of suckling, and there's nothing that's being given to them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a scary situation. I always wondered what that was and how that works. So thank you for yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. Also, this morning, if it came down to it, one third of Americans say they would choose their pet over their home. A panel of dog and cat owners revealed that 33 percent would choose their four-legged friend instead of their home, and another 33 percent would choose their pet. Over their significant other. Now, another 31% say that the possibility of their pet's death keeps them up at night, even more so than the death of a family member. That, that was only 28%. Um, going through a divorce, they're more they're more concerned about losing their pet than going through a divorce. So it's no surprise that two-thirds of people say they get stressed thinking about how their pet will age. And 69% of respondents worry that they're not going to be able to identify and treat their pets' aches and pains as they get older. Yeah, the, I, I have the stresses with with the dogs and with the horses, too. A lot, a lot of stresses come with owning a couple horses, too. The, them out there, in the, out there in the pasture, in the field and everything. There's always concerns with that. But would you give up your house for your pet? Ooh, we found, like, our forever home. I love our house. So you tell me I have to move out, either give up Jax or sell the place and move somewhere else. That's a tough decision. Sorry, Jax. Just say goodbye to Jax. Oh, but he's I just feel so bad. Bear. I feel so bad because you never acknowledge your other dog. Who? Um, um, <laughs> Zoe? <laughs> you never acknowledge her. She's just like there. Zoe's awesome. I love Zoe. We hang out. We do our thing. It's, I'm just You're, more I'm just more like, active. house or Zoe? House. <laughs> Jackson House. Ooh, that's a tough one. Thanks, Zoe. Jack, <laughs> Jackson, I play. We do, we're, I'm active with the guy all the time. Zoe's just, I mean, when I take a nap, Zoe's on my chest every time I'm napping. She's a great nap dog. I love her. She's so endearing. She's so sweet. But I do have a favorite. Uh, finally, this morning, considering his line of work, you would think this guy would know that 
Sometimes teenagers are not very dependable. Uh, Jason Oxentine was a teacher's aide and athletic director at a middle school in rural North Carolina. I say was because he's not anymore after he did something dumb. He was at school two Fridays ago and needed to move his truck from the back of the building to the front. But I guess he was too busy. So he asked a middle schooler to do it for him. Thankfully, they're okay. No one got hurt, but while they were moving his truck, they lost control of it and crashed it into three different school buses. <laughs> Oops. It doesn't sound like there were any kids on any of them. All of the buses were parked, but Jason did get fired for it last week and also got a ticket for giving his keys to a minor. The school says it's going to cost around $6,700 to fix the buses, and Jason's truck is completely totaled. You know the kid when he gave him the keys, like, seriously? You want me to go move your truck? All right, man. Oh. <laughs> Brings his buddies. Tom, let's go. We're moving his truck. Why would you do that? I wonder if he has to pay for it or if yeah. they're just going to use insurance <laughs> on that one. Coming up here in the Dura, right around 715, why is BTS causing a rise in CD player sales? Details on the way. Mix 94.1, 7 o'clock. Who watches Grey's Anatomy? Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I do, yes. Do you still watch it? No, I've fallen off the wagon, but I'm very familiar with it, yeah. Steph, do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I actually haven't seen a single episode oh, of okay. Grey's Anatomy. So this will probably mean nothing to you. Do you know the character Jackson Avery? No. Um, yes. That's played by Jesse Williams. He left the show, didn't he? Yes. He left the show, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. like in, in 2021. He was on there for 12 years. Um, so I was uh, with some coworkers yesterday, and one of my coworkers goes, we're all grown women around here, aren't we? And we're all like, uh, yes. And she goes, I have to ask. Has anyone seen the Jesse Williams photo? Mm. And I'm like, I, I didn't know what she was talking about. I was like, no, the guy from Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, no, what, 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 what are you talking about? And she's like, oh my gosh. She goes, so you should Google it. And I was like, well, tell me what I'm Googling first. Cause I just, I'm not, I, I'm not sure. And she says that, so Jesse Williams is starring in take me out on Broadway. And, um, apparently there is a scene, a nude scene in the movie where he's completely naked. Um, and th- someone took pictures in, in the theater of the full frontal nudity. And now they're circulating online, which I actually, I, I feel bad, but then part of me is like, it's a human body. Like who cares? Um, so she's like, you should look at the pictures. And I was like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And and then they kept talking about it. I'm like, oh, man, now I'm curious. They're just like, yeah, I can't believe what I saw. And they're making other comments, interesting comments. So finally, curiosity got the best of me. And then I, I looked it up and I was like, and my, this was literally my reaction. I go, oh, my. <laughs> and everyone started laughing because I did not expect what I saw. Did you ha- see the photo? I have not. But I'm going to Google it right now. Is curiosity going to get the best of you? Absolutely. And I don't feel bad for the guy. He's in a Broadway play. He's putting himself out there. So that's why the photo's out there, right? But they, no, but they say no photos. Oh, and someone slid the camera. Yeah. Okay. And, and oh. so that, that's kind of a violation, you know? The headline of uh, of some of these of the articles, Jesse Williams exposes third leg. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, I guess that's one way you could put it. Okay. Um, so has curiosity ever gotten the best of you? And what was it where you were just like, oh, gosh, I, I shouldn't do this. I don't want to do this. Again, it's like it's the human body. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel bad for him because that's a, kind of a violation when they say there's not going to be cameras in there. But second of all, I I'm just like I was like. Oh my, <laughs> literally my reaction and everyone started laughing. I was like, whoa, was not expecting that. Uh, the warnings too. do not click this link around children or at work, but uh, no kids around. I am at work, my own personal computer. It's loading. I just went to Twitter. I yeah. just Googled it on Twitter and then boom, it popped up. It's taking a sweet time to load. Yeah. What? What? When did curiosity get the best of you? What happened? 702-364-9400. You know, they say curiosity killed the cat. I don't know what that means, but it, you it did. You killed cat with that thing? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> but have you ever been in a situation where you're, you're like, oh, I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it. And I did it. Yeah, I did it at work, too. I was kind of nervous. Like, work but computer? It, it, it was on my phone. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I, I should be good. Although I was on their Wi-Fi. So <laughs> I don't know. But have you ever been so curious about something and it just got the best of you? When I was a little, I just saw it. Dang. Okay. Good for you, buddy. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag blast. Wow. And he's in great shape, too. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. When, uh, sorry. <laughs> You're going to be thrown off. Yeah, I really am. This, I was thrown off. I think this is more of like a child's stupidity. But when, when I was a little kid, my dad would cut the lawn every weekend. We had a riding lawnmower. He'd always finish. And he pointed the muffler and say, don't touch it. That is extremely hot. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Every single weekend, he'd tell me not to touch it, not to touch it, not to touch it. What does young JC do? How hot could that be? I remember walking up and just putting my hand on that tractor muffler and just getting the biggest blister. Just, ah, my hand burning on that thing. And my mom and my dad had run over and they had to pull me off the tractor because it was like my hand was like stuck on it for a second. Just had this big blister on my hand for the rest of the afternoon. But it was curiosity every weekend. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. In my head, I'm like, how hot can this thing be? And I had to go and touch that hot muffler. That is, yeah. One thing that I have learned when, as a kid, if you tell a kid not to do something, that's the first thing they want to do. I want to touch that. Yeah. It was white hot. I had to touch it. I had to see for myself. And now I know. Don't touch a hot muffler. Has anyone else ever done that as a kid where your parents told you not to do something and just because they told you not to, you did it? 702-364-9400. I did the same thing in the car. Um, my dad always, I always asked what the, I, I always asked him, what's this button do on the car? And it was the hazard light button. And he goes, oh, that's a warning to other cars that they need to drive slow around you. So in my mind, I'm picturing like signs popping out, like drive slow around me. <laughs> Don't come near me. I, I just picture all these signs popping out of the car. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. He's like, don't ever touch it unless it's an emergency. I'm like, OK. So I remember once we were getting ready to go somewhere and we're sitting in the car. The car is on. He's like, I got to run back in and get something. So when he went back in. I was like. I've got to press that button. And so I pressed it and I was like expecting signs to pop out. Woo! And it just was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and I was like, what, what's going on? Oh my gosh. And I was so upset because I, and he got back in the car. I'm like, you lied to me. There's no signs that pop out on the hazard lights. He's like, what? I never said signs pop out. I was so confused. It was just like a James Bond car with yes. stuff popping out of the sides. <laughs> Nothing. It was just the lights. Come on. Just simple lights. <laughs> coming up here, we do have the dirt coming up here in about 10 minutes. BTS, they're causing a rise in CD player sales. Why is this happening? We've got the details coming up.
We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Can I need your help on this one, Mercedes. BTS unveiled plans for their new album, Proof, on Tuesday. But some members of the Army are less than thrilled that part of the LP will only be available on CD. In a press release revealing the three-disc collection's 48-song track list, the band said the third disc of the anthology was a special gift for fans that will be filled with 14 special tracks, including a bunch of demo versions. The only brand-new bonus track for youth will be released on streaming platforms and digital retailers. So is the whole thing going on CD or just one anthology? Do you know more about this? No. So basically, there's five new songs on the whole anthology, but stated they say three only because the other two are unavailable on digital. So they're saying that most of army does not have a cd player so where are they gonna where are they gonna listen to mm-hmm. it so uh, everyone's like well if you have a blu-ray player you can listen to it on that it, it, like that's the whole talk but yeah so the songs in cd3 will not be on streaming platforms except for for youth got it okay yeah anyone got a cd player bts fans they want it we were just talking about that at dinner last night i was like we don't have a cd player and then I said, well, all we have to do is put the CD on our computer and then download it. And my husband's like, you don't have a, a, a CD drive on your on your computer. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're right. And I'm like, D- do we have it on our home computer, on our, our, uh, our desktop? He's like, no. I'm like, ah. So then he goes, check it your work to see if you have one there. You can download it there. Oh, yes, I do. There's one here. Oh, yes. I'm going to download it here, put it on flash drive, put it on my computer. I'm good to go. Thank God for <laughs> archaic systems here. They're, they're old school computers. Here. They're Same thing. You tell me to play a CD. Is you're telling the story. I'm thinking of my house. We don't have a CD player. Think of, go to my car. There's not one in my car. My cars are 2017. There's no CD player in my car. I don't think there's one in my wife's car. I don't think I have one in my car either, now that you mention it. Oh, man. That way you're safe here. Download here at the radio station. Problems. Really good to go. <laughs> Harry Styles has 2022's first platinum single with As It Was. This, this song has been out for a month and already has moved a million units. It's not the same as it was. I just, every time I hear it, I fall in love with it even more. It's a I great just, sound. A good feel I song. I love it. Yes. And it was the last song that he wrote for his upcoming new album, which comes out on May 20th, a week from Friday. And he said the first time he wrote this song, it was actually much slower. And then he reworked it to the, the kind of upbeat pace that it has now. Yeah, it's really good. The song is the number two song in the country, by the way. Wait for You, Future, featuring Drake and Thames is the number one song in the country, as it was drops a number two. Now, this is interesting. Gaga's new song, Hold My Hand, so is not on the charts this week, because I think when it was released, it's not on the charts this week, but expected to be on the charts next week. This song is within the top ten of the of iTunes downloads, so the song is killing it on the iTunes charts. I know it's most added on, on radio is for it? the week, so, yeah, huge. Hey, rank the songs that mention a hand. So you have Hold My Hand. Including the Blowfish, Hold My Hand. And Alanis Morissette, Hand in My Pocket. Uh, Just because it's... I'm a fan. I'm going to go Alanis, Gaga, 
and Hootie. That's a good ranking. On that one. Yeah, that's my personal pick. What about you? Um, I would go. I really like that Gaga one. So I'll go Gaga first. I'll go Lannis second. And then Hootie third. Still love Hootie, but. Yeah, no, no, just Hootie. Yeah, that's, that's part of the fun. So concerts are back. According to StubHub, there's almost twice the number of concerts this summer than in 2019. And ticket sales are 25% higher. So the most demand tour, according to StubHub, this summer belongs to Motley Crue. And Def Leppard. They're touring together. Definitely would not have expected that. No disrespect to them. I just, I, I thought with so many tours going on that uh, I don't know what I expected. They would have been, yeah, they would be the highest. They were, that tour was supposed to happen the summer of 2020. Pandemic takes place, gets pushed back. They're thinking about doing it last summer, couldn't do it. So I think that's kind of why that tour is so big. It's been getting pushed off and pushed off. And also Joan Jett is, is going to be doing some of those dates with those guys as well. The most in-demand male artist is Kenny Chesney. And then the most in-demand female artist this summer is Lady Gaga. Mm, yeah, I can't wait to. We're so lucky that we get her here for certain weekends. Right? <laughs> yeah, these residencies are just awesome. Ed Sheeran right here. He'll be in town this weekend. He is performing at the Billboard Music Awards, which take place Sunday over at the MGM Grand. It's Mix 94.1. Mix 94.1. It is 7.33 on Wednesday. What a, an odd rule. Do you have a weird workplace rule? Something that is in effect at your at your workplace that, I mean, you're just kind of used to it now. What is your weird rule at work? 702-364-9400. Now, is this for all cashiers or is this just certain cashiers i think it's kind of a blanket rule the way i was told this whole thing i was told last night that cashiers here in the states and when i think about this you never see this or don't often see it that much cashiers here in the states are not allowed to sit down on the job is that true 702-364-9400 think about it when you go to the grocery store you go to albertson's von smith's wherever the cashiers are always on the feet they're never i mean they're always normally pretty busy and stuff but they're never sitting on a stool or you walk into 7-eleven cashiers are never Majority of the time, they're always on their feet. They're never sitting down on a stool resting or doing a transaction while sitting down on a stool. Majority of the time, they're on their feet. Is that a rule at most places, most grocery stores or convenience stores? That if you're a cashier, you cannot be sitting down on the job. You have to be standing up the entire time when serving your customers. Is it is it because of that? Like you have to stand ser- serving your customers or is it just more of a convenience thing where it's like, you know, you're going to be reaching for stuff. You're going to have to put stuff in the computer. You're going to have to bag stuff. So... Is it a rule like you have to stand for your customers or is it more like it just makes more sense so you're not getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, we think it's, yes, it is a convenience to, if you're if you're a cashier at most grocery stores, you're also, you have to stand up, scan the stuff, bag the stuff some places, but there's not even a stool for them to sit down in between customers because there's going to be some downtime between customers at some point. You don't see a stool back there for the cashier to sit down and wait for the next customer. Maybe there's always doing stuff. I've seen cashiers sitting down when it's like a a gift shop or something. Uh-huh. It's a smaller one and like there's someone behind the counter and they're just kind of sitting there. Um, usually like a family owned type place, but never at like a Target or a grocery store. I don't know that they have a lot of downtime. They're always on the go. <laughs> yeah, they. I feel like they're always working. Um, wh- what's your weird workplace rule? And if you're a cashier... Do you, is that, is that the rule? Like now that you mention it, I, you don't ever see that. Uh, let's talk to Elise. Elise, good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, I was just at a Walmart yesterday, and the cashier was sitting down. She was an older woman, and they did allow her to have a seat. Oh, that well, that was very nice. You know, just yeah, in case she was she gets sitting tired. on like a like a counter height bar stool type seat. Okay, so maybe it's not a, a sweeping rule for all cashiers, and if you need one, maybe it's as simple as asking. Like, hey, can I sit when I'm doing this? I mean, I really don't need to be, you know, running all over the place. That's a good point. Get her a stool. Have you worked any places with a weird rule or anything? Oh, man. Um, I I mean, it's not a weird rule, but when I worked in uh, the department stores, I worked in a couple of department stores in retail, and the rule was suggestive selling, and I hated it. I hated it, hated it. So... Whenever someone went into the dressing room, you, the rule was you got to go bring them at least two more items to try on. So basically, you have to figure out what size they are by either by looking at what they selected or guesstimating. And the guess, and, and you were always to guesstimate under what you, you thought. So if you looked at someone and said, oh, she looks like she's a size eight, bring them a six. And then if it doesn't fit, say, oh, okay, I'll bring you an eight because you want to flatter them. Wow. Yeah. So it was always suggestive selling uh, whatever they take in there. Like, hey, I um, I noticed you picked that pink shirt. I It comes in red and blue also. I just wanted to bring those to you if you wanted to try those on. I'll just hang them here on your door for you. And I just felt like it was so intrusive, especially for people who just wanted to get in and out and you're, you're just bringing them more and more stuff. It's like you're trying to make the sale, but I did not like it. So I didn't always do it. I didn't always abide by the rules. You're a very honest and caring person with your personality. If I go to the dressing room, and I got a pair of pants on. I walk out and ask for, ask for your opinion on the pair of pants. You know, you're going to get the sale if you say you like them. But they, they just don't look good on me. Were you honest with customers? Would you tell them, like, uh, you know what, that, that cut doesn't fit you? Were you honest with your customers? I was, actually. Um, and I I think it was well-received. I remember a couple times, like, women would try dresses on, and they'd be like, how does this look? And I'd be like, you know what, it's it's pretty, but I feel like there's a better dress that would be more flattering on you. And that's how I'd say, mm-hmm. I don't want to say like, it looks terrible on you or anything <laughs> like that, but then I'd try, I'd bring them something else. And I think they appreciated the honesty. I'm, I'm not sure. sure. Did, yeah. What is your word workplace rule? Esmeralda, do you have one? Yeah. So I work in a uh, cage at a casino, a cashier cage, and we can't have pockets on our slack and uh, we can't have jackets. We could only wear black cardigan. What's uh, our the, water bottles have to be clear? Oh wow! Because you could put some little chips or some cash in those water bottles. Now the pockets I yes. get, the the water bottles I get. What's with the jackets? Why only cardigans? Is it a new no pockets thing with that also? Yeah, they don't want us to um, have like they want us to take off our jacket and wear just our uniform when we walk in. I don't know, but I worked on the strip and they weren't as picky, and I. They're not as picky as I we're on that right now, so mm. I could be just like the casino. You give me the place you work in. Making that making that rule up, yeah, exactly. Walking with khaki pants with a thousand pockets. <laughs> What's wrong? Uh, let's talk to Gretchen. Hey, Gretchen, good morning. What do you think? Hi, good morning. Um, I know there's no Aldi grocery stores here in Nevada, but I just seen a TikTok recently that they also allow their cashiers to sit down. Oh, they do. Okay. So certain places, it's not not a sweeping rule, I guess, but definitely 
It makes your job easier if you yeah, sit when you do it. Rest. I know they have those big pads, too, those cushiony pads. I had that when I worked at the rental car place because we, we stood the entire time because there always customers coming through. But we had those big, you step, it was like stepping on a cloud, these pads you would stand on all day. Help the job. Help yeah. things out throughout the day. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> those eight hours, <laughs> they go by very slow. It. Yeah. Coming up next, we got the house. What do you have for us? All right. This morning, we are going to talk about uh, working from home. Does it? affect your productivity positively or negatively we're going to talk about that also how many of you have met someone that you dated over at this area a lot of people i was actually kind of surprised we'll talk about that and a private plane passenger has to land the plane after the pilot suffered a medical emergency we'll tell you how it went coming up next in the hot three it's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3, it is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. Working from home, it's the new normal for a lot of people out there. But are we just as good as getting our jobs done when we're not in the office? According to a new study, our productivity does not take a hit when working remotely. Researchers worked with Fortune 500 companies in Houston to analyze performance data of employees who are working from home for an extended time following Hurricane Harvey. And the company had to close its office because of flooding, forcing staff to work remotely for several months. And although total computer use declined during the hurricane, employees' work behaviors during those seven months actually returned to pre-hurricane levels, suggesting that remote work does not negatively affect workplace uh, workplace productivity. The team of researchers believe that this info can help to promote healthy behaviors for employees who are working remotely because of the pandemic. They said almost all of the study's employees were right back up to the same level of, of output as they were before the hurricane. I felt for us, too, uh, and you mentioned this before, I, I kind of had the same feeling during we were broadcasting from home. The show would end. There was no separation of work ending and home life beginning. It just kind of blended together. So I think we were doing more. We were limited with the work we could do, but I still think we're doing the same amount of work for the show. I think I was doing more, honestly. I feel like, yeah, I couldn't shut it off. There was always a little bit more that I could do. And uh, I did like the convenience of being at home. Mm -hmm. That was super cool. But uh, yeah, they... They both have their their pluses and their negatives. That's for uh-huh. sure. Um, so I don't know. I didn't have access, but I found access to other things that I didn't know. Yeah, you find other ways to keep to get yeah. work done and stuff. Yeah, just I just why I like I just like that separation of that, at least that ride home. Maybe sometimes I go home and start working again, but I do like that separation of that fifteen twenty minutes of just to kind of get my mind away from everything and then restart back up when I get home or wherever I'm going after that. So, well, you, you can always just go drive around the neighborhood, too. <laughs> I thought about that. I did. Like 10 a.m. I go, well, I we, went to, we went to 11. We actually worked longer. Yeah. The show was longer. We went to 11 back then. Oh, man. We crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do from 10 to 11? Just I, play music? I and... think we did. Just talked a little bit yeah. here and there. Um, also this morning, there are many places that people find the love of their lives. School, work, online dating apps, parties, gyms. Um, but have you ever met the one on an airplane? In a new survey of international travelers, 30% say they have dated someone they met on a plane, which seems really high. 30%? 23% of people say they have married someone that they met while traveling. 
though that's not just people on a plane. That's throughout the whole trip. And 25% say they have a best friend that they met while traveling. On an average trip, travelers are going to make four new friends and gain 12 new followers on social media. 49% of travelers say they've taken a life-changing solo trip. And 20% say they find it easier to meet people when they're traveling alone. 66% of travelers say meeting new people while on a trip leads to a much better experience. And 77% believe meeting the local people makes the journey more rewarding and immersive. Would you do that Machu Picchu thing by yourself? Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind doing it by myself. Um just my husband's like I don't want you going by yourself <laughs> which I, I which I appreciate mm-hmm. but and and part of me is like eh. but yeah I totally would I still want to do that I, that's still on the bucket list that's like the trail right yeah how about you would you go on a trip by yourself I w- yeah I would I, I definitely would Laura my wife she travels all the time obviously by herself and stuff and yeah she's cool with traveling solo um I but yeah I would would like to have my wife and the dogs with me depending on what I'm doing but if there's just a weekend where she was busy and I just needed to get out of town and clear my head i'd be cool with going out of town for a night or two just kind of relaxing and just clear my mind and stuff yeah for sure yeah i get bored quickly being alone i I get bored with myself so i i would want to at least immerse myself in the culture and meet people and not just stay to myself the whole time. You Go know? out to the, some bars or restaurants yeah. and talk to people. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, finally, this morning, speaking of planes, a pr- here's here's a case where life imitates art. A private plane passenger with zero flying experience ended up having to land the plane after the pilot suffered a medical emergency yesterday. So the passenger radioed air traffic control in Palm Beach, Florida, saying that he had a serious situation He said the pilot had gone incoherent and he had no idea how to fly the plane. Air traffic control told him to fly north or south along the Florida coast until they could locate the plane. A controller who's also a flight instructor then guided him and he safely landed this large single engine Cessna caravan at Palm Beach International Airport. Wow. On landing, the air traffic controller shared you just witnessed a couple of passengers land that plane, and then another voice was stunned and said, "Did you say passengers landed the plane?" And after hearing a yes, he wrote, "He said, oh my gosh, great job.' <laughs> That's crazy. That is straight out of a movie. You see that? Ah, uh, there's an. We'll talk you down. Don't worry about it. everything. About okay, people land these planes happening in real life. How does a person? Where do you even start when you're up there? The panic that sets in when your buddy who's flying a flight has a medical emergency. He tells you to fly north or south up and down the coast. How do I turn the plane? It wasn't even his buddy. He was just a passenger on this. It was just the pilot that just it, did that. And then the guy's like, "Uh, we have a problem. <laughs> Someone please help." <laughs> That's terrifying. Oh man, scary situation. See, traveling alone. That's what happens. If you had your buddy with you or something, <laughs> what I, you had a list of companion right there. Coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour. You close Tickets for you to see Bastille at the theater at Virgin Hotels. This the show is on the 18th. We've got your tickets coming up at 8.25. Mix 94.1. That's the latest from Sean Mendez when you're gone. Uh, it is 8 o'clock. Mercedes in the morning. That song is definitely a download song. That is such a good one. I love his new stuff. So many good songs that are coming out right now. And if you missed it in what's trending earlier, as far as downloads go, some news this morning. Apple discontinued the iPod yesterday. So the price of used iPods are going to soar on eBay briefly. And then people will realize that no one wants iPods. And that's why (laughs) Apple got rid of them in the first place. The first iPod debuted on October 23rd, 
2001. We actually have the audio from when that debuted. This is Steve Jobs, right? Yeah, yep, here it is. We are introducing a product today, and that product is called iPod. What is iPod? iPod is an MP3 music player, has CD quality music. The coolest thing about iPod, your entire music library fits in your pocket. I remember I was just like, this is so groundbreaking. How am I gonna put uh, all my music in my pocket? Are you kidding me? And over the years, the product line included the iPod Classic. That was killed in 2014. They had the iPod Nano and the iPod Shuffle, which were discontinued in 2017. And then the iPod Mini, which was pulled in 2005. The the iPod Touch was the last one standing. And Apple says it'll only be available while supplies last. And even though the iPod itself is done, the relevant aspects of the iPod continue to live on in iPhones and and other Apple products, but do you remember the very first song that you ever downloaded to your iPod or to your MP3 player? What was the first song you ever downloaded? 702-364-9400. And was it on Napster? (laughs) (laughs) Napster was the best. And and then LimeWire. Did you have LimeWire? I did, yes. I had both of those. I I bet I had so many viruses on my computer. I can't even take it but i will never forget downloading my first song on napster and i mean of all the songs in the world you could pick anything you wanted i was like this is the first song i want and i picked this song literally picked limp Biscuit Nookie for the first song I ever downloaded. And I was so excited. It took, it probably took 30 minutes to download. Oh, that's it. fast. <laughs> oh I was thinking gosh. a couple hours. It talk about viruses. This, this just seems like a song that's going to have extra viruses attached to it when yes. you download it on Napster. Uh, absolutely. 100%. Does anyone else, am I the only one that remembers that something like that? What was the first song you remember downloading that you just had to have 702-364-9400. Do you remember yours? I do. I remember my apartment set up and I was in Washington, D.C. at the time. And it was like a Friday night. I had Napster, same thing set up and deciding to download a song. And I don't, I think it was popular on the radio, but I went with Pink and Get the Party Started. That is so funny. I had to have this big song. I don't know why I had to have it, but I downloaded it. And same thing. Probably took 30, 40 minutes. And you see it just slowly downloading, taking forever. There is um, a text that we just got here at 702-364-9400. says, I worked at a computer store called Comp USA in Las Vegas in 2002. The song Get the Party Started by Pink was played by our sales manager every morning for three years on the first iPod we had on display in the store. That's from Michael. Michael, was your store on the one on Sahara? And if it was the one on Sahara, I bought my computer that I downloaded that song on from your store. Well, like West Sahara and Decatur, right? Yes, yes, Yeah, I remember that, Comp USA. I totally remember that. Um, This one says anything by Britney Spears. 
I mean, seriously, Brittany, I think I went to her probably fourth or fifth on my list after I downloaded the entire Limp Bizkit library. Oh, you went with the entire, you just not one No, level. I did, I did Nookie and then what was, uh, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Those were the first two songs I downloaded. And then did you have an iPod to put it on? Or yeah. just, I, I just had it on my computer. I th- no, you know what I did? I was putting them on the CDs. I, I think I, I, you know what? I don't think I had an iPod right away. I think I just listened to them on my computer. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I totally, I totally downloaded two Limp Bizkit songs in a row. Here's Mercedes' second song. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. Too. Do you still have your Mazda protege in 2001? Yes, yeah. I sure did. I can see rolling uh, down West Sahara and Valley View to Comp USA to get a new computer. Yeah, I guess we get it Napster, LimeWire, BearShare. Someone just messaged us. I remember BearShare. Uh, Steph, the first song you remember downloading. I, I remember this song being released in 2001. I'm like, oh, what song? What artist should I go with? And I went with Jagged Edge, Where the Party At. Me and my dad loved Jagged Edge. We would sing Jagged Edge all the time. Uh, didn't they sing Let's Get Married too? Was yes, that them? That was another oh. that was one of their first singles, yes. Man, you guys you guys are great. Uh this one says Tupac, California Love, first song I downloaded. I picked the song that's something about a bed of roses. Oh, I wanna lay you down in a bed the Bon Jovi song. Oh, bed was that of it? Roses that came out right around 2001, 2002. Wasn't there a movie though called Bed of Roses? I think it was, yeah. Was there oh I don't know why that's jumping in my head. Uh, this one says Crazy Town Butterfly. Oh, that is so 2001. Oh, that is like 2001. We should make a now that's 2001 <laughs> CD and put all these songs on there. Now that's what I call 2001. Oh my gosh, Butterfly, yes. <laughs> come my lady, come, come my lady. <laughs> this is Mercedes' third song. <laughs> I was going through a phase, man. I don't know what was up with me. I was just trying to be all like, yeah. <laughs> What was up with you? Rolling in your Mazda protege. <laughs> Stick shit. <laughs> yeah, rolling, rolling. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I need to downshift. I'm going too slow. <laughs> oh, that was great. That's perfect. Well, well, we'll miss you, iPod. Coming up here, Bastille. They'll be here next week. You're going to be at that show. Your tickets at 825. This is Mercedes 4.1, Mercedes in the morning. I was going to tell you, Mercedes, I found the audio. I got the audio from that no-hitter that you watched last night. Oh, yeah. Did anyone see that? Uh, Angels fans, I mean, I'm just a baseball fan, but the Angels were playing uh, the Tampa Bay Rays in Angel Stadium last night, and their rookie, uh, Reed Detmers, he's 22 years old. He made only his 11th career start, and he... I had a no hitter last night. It was so exciting. I love, love, love when stuff like that happens. Yeah, you have the audio from that? Yeah, listen to the announcers. Listen to the crowd as it went down last night. Ground ball. Velasquez throws across. He's got it. throws a no hitter. Fantastic. Yes. Wow. The chills is so cool. I mean, that was just such a cool moment. And that game was going sideways. Like it was it was twelve nothing. At one point, um 
uh, Anthony Rendon, he they were just winning by so much. He's like, I'm just going to go up and bat left-handed. So he goes up and bats left-handed, hits a home run. Come on now. It was just, it was a crazy game. You're taunting the other team when you start sw- switch hitting like He's that. He's just like, let's just do it. Let's just see what happens. And then, boom. And then, and then the, the rookie gets a no-hitter. It was really, it was really cool. And you know, you know, that's got to be a proud moment. 22 years old. I don't know if he had family there or not, but... What a what a proud moment he must have had. I was proud of him. I'm not even an Angels fan. I was like 22 years old and you you have a no-hitter. Good for you, rookie. That was really really cool. What was your proudest moment by the age of 22? Oh gosh. So you can go, you know, show you a great accomplishment. Your kids and stuff happened after 22. What between 0 and 22, what was your greatest accomplishment? <sighs> you know, I, I I think it would be, I was 22 years old when I got this job, I think. Were you really? Yeah. So that would be it. I think uh, moving to Las Vegas first time out of state on my own. Yeah, you were 22. Yeah. So that, 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 <laughs> I, I think that was my proudest moment. I had turned 23 when I started working here. I just turned 23. Yeah. So what's uh, so, okay? So that's a great accomplishment. Yeah. I uh I I guess just moving out of my parents' house and and being on my own in another state, I think that was probably my proudest moment that I ever had if I had to to pick one. Moving to Las Vegas, brand new city, that's big. But it was all it was all um contingent on the fact that things work out cuz my dad's like I'm going to give you one chance to do this. And if it doesn't work out, you have to move back. And I was scared, but I'd, I'd say that was probably my greatest accomplishment. That or giving a speech at my graduation. My dad was really proud of me. That's big, too. Yeah. He, you know, like parents like to flex. And he, you know, he loved to flex with our neighbors and stuff. And our neighbors had a son who went to school with me. He was in my graduating class and he's like, is, is your son doing any speaking at graduation? And they're like, no, no. He's like, oh yeah, well, Mercedes is giving a speech. Was this the Lambertsons? <laughs> no, not the Lambertsons, <laughs> the Varellas behind us. <laughs> and so, I would be too if my daughter was like, speaking yeah, at the graduation. Speaking. She'll be speaking, you'll see her there. And it was so funny because at one point I kind of stumbled in the speech and of course they had to flex back and, and the mom was like, you did a great job and your speech except for that one part where you messed up I'm like excuse me whatever but yeah that was i'd say that was probably my my proudest moment that's a solid that's a solid flex right there by the time you're 22 okay 702-364-9400 what was your biggest life flex between zero and the age of 22 what about you what was your biggest life flex um as we're talking that out there so for me it would have been graduating college I was 22 when I graduated from UNLV. It was um, that year you moved to Las Vegas. I had graduated from college. So that would be my my biggest accomplishment by the time I was 22. It was a big thing to get accepted out here. I was accepted at UNLV under academic probation. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, whatever works, works. You got in. That's all that matters. I I remember doing the one-page application and getting the letter in December of 94, getting the letter and opening it from UNLV and just being so excited 
And uh, my brother was with me when I opened it. I'm like, I got accepted to UNLV and then came out here. And I, I wanted to graduate fast. I, I rushed through it. Took all three summer courses, both summers that I was out here. And then, yeah, 22 when I graduated. That was a big deal. Did your parents come out for the graduation and everything? Were they all here for that? They did. And the whole family flew out. That was the first time they were in Las Vegas visiting me. So at that point, I'd been here for two years. So that was very special, too. Picking up my family at the airport, having them in town for graduation. That was just in itself a very special moment. But then to graduate as well and they hung out for about a week or so so that was a special time yeah what was your proudest moment in front of your family in front of your friends where you were like wow i'm really proud of myself 702-364-9400 ken what is it for you uh serving uh signing up to serve in the united states military Oh, my gosh. I don't even know you, and I'm proud of you. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That is – are you still in the military? Uh, No, I'm actually retired now. Wow. How long long did you serve? Uh, 20 years and 28 days. Wow. Thank you for your service. That's absolutely incredible. When The first time you saw your family after, like, you went in and the first time they they let you see your family, what was that like for you? Uh, I cried. Yeah. I got to imagine that's got to just be super emotional. You hear how how proud he is in his voice. Yeah, I know. I know. We're proud of you, too, Ken. That's awesome. What about you, Steph? What was uh, your proudest moment? Mm, Before 22. Before 22. I think this was when I was 22. I moved to New Zealand. I studied abroad. I was there for five months. One of the scariest moments. You never know. I didn't know anyone. Um, I financially took care of everything. I had to get loans and stuff, but I had to figure it all out out on my own and just being alone and didn't know anyone. It's just scary, but I'm really proud I did it because I learned a lot about another culture, traveling on my own and just being more self-sufficient. That's a, that's pretty, uh, you went around the world. You went on the other side of the world. Like that's pretty impressive to do that at 22 years old. Yeah. And I love that. I will never regret it. I will always remember those moments. We should have this applause like the baseball player had last night. So what was your moment again, Mercedes? Uh, getting this job. <laughs> Good stuff right there. That's Green awesome Dapper. stuff. If you didn't, if you didn't see that, go back and watch it, and then also watch his uh, his teammate switch it and hit a home run. My mind was blown. I was like, "What is happening? What a weird game that was!" What a way to taunt the other team. I'm gonna put on blinders, use one hand, and uh, be chewing gum at the same time. I honestly, hit a home run. I honestly don't think he was trying to taunt. I think he was like, "Well, the score is what it is. Let's just go up there and just get this done, whatever." And then he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly don't think he was trying to taunt him, but I could be wrong. Fantastic. Let's do this right now. We want caller 20, 702-364-9400. You're caller 20. You're playing heads up. we got a great prize for you. We have a pair of tickets to see Bastille. It is going to be a great show over at the theater at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas next week. And if you want to go, all you got to do is be caller 20 right now. You get to pick your category. You get to pick your partner. And if you get six answers in 60 seconds, you are going to win. Caller 20 plays right now. 702-364-9400. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix Nutty 4.1. Hello, Diane. Hello. Do we have a good connection? Yes, we have a great connection. I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear us? Okay. Um... 
Okay, yeah. Smart. Oh, oh yeah. boy, yeah. Focus, Pull Diane, over. focus. Um, well, you're, you're caller 20, first of all. Uh, congratulations on that. Pull over. Uh, you get to play heads up for these best deal tickets. While you pull over, let's uh, explain. You've got three categories to choose from this morning. You get to pick which one you want to go with. Do you want to do registered nurses, oil change, or bartender? The last one? Bartender? Uh, let's go with the first one. The, okay, registered nurses it is. This is National Nurses Week. Thank you to all the amazing nurses out there. Um, and this category, these are things that you would see at a doctor's appointment, okay? Okay, doctor's appointment. Okay, who do you want to pick as your partner this morning? You, please. Okay. All right, Diane, 60 seconds on the clock. Get six corrects. You're going to go see Bastille, and you start now. They use one of these to listen to your heartbeat. They put this on your chest. That's a scope. Yes. Uh, if you break your leg, you might have to walk using these two things. A and, cast or a cane. Uh, under your arms, two of them. Crutches. Yes. Um, when they want to see your bones, they take one of these. X-ray. Yes. Uh, you need some medication, so I'm going to write you a... Prescription. Yes. Um, okay, the doctor's not ready to see you yet. Please sit in the... Waiting room. Yes. Um, it's this week. We're honoring these people that do this. Nurses. Yes! yes. <laughs> you got it. Congratulations. You are so good at this, Mercedes. Oh, my gosh. No, I had the best partner ever, Diane. You are good at this. Congratulations. If you close your eyes. Diane, you just won Thanks tickets. So Thank you for listening. You won tickets to see Bastille at the theater at Virgin Hotels Wednesday, May 18th. Or give me the future tour. So congratulations to you. If you want to see Bastille, we've got your tickets again tomorrow morning at 825. In the next hour, you can win a trip for two to see Train perform live at Red Rocks in Denver this this summer, just be here at 920 for that one. And Mercedes, I feel like you just mentioned the song last week, and we hear it all the time. I love it. It's MB Hall's Numb Little Bug on Mix 94.1. I don't it is 840 on Wednesday. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. Did you grow up in a strict house? Were your parents super strict? And if so, what was like the craziest rule that was set by your strict parents. They're talking about this on Reddit and it was just so funny because I'm reading some of these. I'm like, what's strict about that? I had to do that. I had to do that. I had to do that. (laughs) And then I'm like, wow, my parents were really strict. Do you think you had strict parents? I had a lot of freedom as a kid, but they were definitely strict parents. We had some weird rules growing up that just made no sense to me at the time. And one of them, I think, has affected me as an adult because I take long showers, really long showers. And the reason being, as a kid, when we showered, we had to take two-minute showers. My dad had some thing where it affected the septic tank or something like that. I don't know. But he had a rule, two-minute showers. And they would have a little timer in the bathroom that we have to turn on. And you'd hear that thing after the two minutes. So as soon as I got out of the house and went to the dorms at UNLV, I started taking long showers. Still to this day, take super long showers because I couldn't as a kid. What was the really strict rule that or weird rule that you had in your house because you had strict parents 702-364-9400 some of the ones on here um we couldn't drink soda out of the can in public because only common people did that what (laughs) i don't even know what that is uh don't make loud toast yes toast 
Well, that is kind of annoying if you make loud toast. How do you make loud toast? Just putting the, the butter on? Oh. <laughs> like, that's loud toast. Um, the thing that we had to do, and it, I, got, I guess I get it because, you know, dad was the head of the family or whatever, but he had his spots. He had his spot at the table. He had a spot in the living room. He had his spot where he parked his car. He had his spots. And you were never, I mean, never allowed to use any of those spots, even if he wasn't there. The at the at the dinner table, let's say we were just having lunch and dad wasn't there, you never sat in his chair. That is his chair. You leave it open. It just it's a thing. Um, his his recliner. I actually disobeyed this one. If he wasn't there, I would sit in his mm-hmm. recliner. However, if he walked in the room, boom, you get it out of the way because that is his spot. That I think was one of our our strict rules. I feel like I got the brunt of the strictness because I was the oldest child. Um, I feel like they got more lax. As each child came along, and by the time Mario was there, there was, like, no issues. Like, you could do whatever you want. But I always had to be home early. I always had to check in. Um, I had to ask him if I could watch certain TV shows. Like, I always was the one who had to abide by the rules. My sister was the same way. She definitely had it harder than me. She was the oldest. She was a girl. I think they were stricter with my sister. Things were a little bit more lenient from the less lenient for me or lean for me. My, my brother had a little bit easier than I did as well. But going back to a couple of things you mentioned, you mentioned that soda thing, which is so bizarre. But were you allowed to drink soda as a kid in your house? For us, soda, it was a treat. We we're allowed one day a week. And that was on Fridays was the day we could have one cup of soda. And I say cup of soda because my parents would buy the, the big liter of Pepsi. And it would always be flat, too. But soda was a rare treat in my house growing up. Yeah, we could only have it on the weekends. So mm. at least we got a couple of extra days. Uh, but, yeah, that was not during the week. We had to drink milk. <laughs> yes. Lots Whole of milk. milk. Here, drink some milk with your dinner. And I was like, oh, I don't want to drink milk. I'll have water. They'll drink milk. Milk was a staple. Oh. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, Madden, what was the strict rule in your house growing up? The strict rule in my house growing up was that I couldn't take a, a bath with two inch water without my parents' supervision. Oh, because they were worried about you. <laughs> I mean, that's strict, but that's, that's cute. <laughs> they love you so much, Madden, that they just want to make sure you're okay. I mean, I kind of understand that one. Were you allowed to have friends over? I couldn't have friends over. I mean, as a little kid, I could, but as a, as a teen in high school and stuff, I can never have friends over the house. I remember one time I had a couple buddies popped in. We are upstairs playing Nintendo or something. And my dad's like, who's up there? I'm like, oh, it's Jeff and Tim. Tell them to leave. Okay. No friends allowed in the house. They go upstairs. Like, hey, guys, guys, you have to leave. You got to go. I'm like, all right, we understand. And they left. I, I, we would have, like, we kind of had our, our group, our, our neighborhood posse, you know, and mm-hmm. it was like us, the Varellas I was talking about, the other Martinez's that lived in the neighborhood, the birds. Like the four of us all kind of hung out together. And uh, so our backyards all backed up to each other. So we were always at someone's house. But the house to always be at was the Varela's house because they had all, all the junk food. You could drink soda there. We would go in the garage and we would like pretend we were, you know, we would make up dances and stuff. If we went to my house, um, we didn't have the good junk food or anything like that. And my dad was always watching us, so everyone was always nervous. <laughs> you mentioned earlier, who was the house that the, the dog bit your brother? The Lambertsons. You didn't mention the Lambertsons and the, the, the kids you were hanging out with. We didn't mm-hmm. hang out with them because that was more my brother's 
grew, oh, they moved in after younger. And so my brother hung out with the Lambertsons. I that, I was too old to hang out with them afterwards. And yeah. that's that, that, I don't know. You had a uh, another Martinez's on your on your neighborhood block yes. or in the area at least. Ben and Brenda, Ben and Brenda. You were the cool Martinez's. Right? They were at our, my wedding. They were? were there. Yeah, the, Ben and Brenda were there. Uh, and then they had their daughters with Brenda Lee and Cheryl, and we hung out with them. <laughs> Brenda Lee and Cheryl. It's just so I don't know why the names. I'm still friends with them on Facebook. I remember Brenda Lee at the wedding. She was a doll. No, Brenda Lee didn't go to the wedding. Must have been the other one. Only Ben and Brenda. No, Cheryl and Brenda Lee. Why didn't they come? They didn't want to come. They couldn't come, but their parents came. I met the other Martinez's. That's cool. We have the hot three coming up next. What do you got for us? All right. We are going to talk about uh, Las Vegas police saying the growing number of middle schoolers trying fentanyl. It's it's increasing. Really need to have a talk with your kids about that. We're going to talk more about that coming up. Also, are you faking it while at work? Three in five people say they are hiding this from their coworkers. We'll tell you what it is. And it is National Eat What You Want Day. What is the trashiest food that you love? We're going to talk about all that coming up next in the Hot 3. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. Metro is warning teens about the dangers of fentanyl as the summer months are approaching. Uh, They're showing up. Fentanyl is showing up in drugs and pills that are coming from across the border from Mexico. And Metro says teenagers think that they're taking prescription pills. However, the DEA says 40% of counterfeit pills that come into the country contain deadly amounts of fentanyl. And in Clark County, according to Metro, the area experienced a 196% increase in fentanyl fentanyl related overdoses between 2019 and 2020. And narcotics detectives are seeing a growing number of middle school children trying it, not realizing the deadly consequences. In 2020 and 2021, 16 kids under the age of 18 were killed in Clark County Mm. due to fentanyl overdose. Um, And many of the victims had no idea what was in the pills that they took. So with the summer months approaching, parties are ramping up. Metro has created a social media campaign to educate and warn teens of the dangers of taking any pills that are not prescribed to them by a doctor. And you were just telling us last week, you have some friends inside Metro are telling you for everyone if you have a headache or something, you ask for someone for some aspirin or something, make sure it is, you know, it's not some random aspirin that you're taking. Yeah, they said just don't take it mm. from anyone unless you go buy it yourself at the Circle K or at the 7-Eleven, even if it's from a friend. Because not saying your friend would try to drug you, but you don't know where your friend got that pill mm-hmm. from. And even if they're like, oh, here's an Advil, take this. It's like, no, do not take anything not from someone in your immediate family or that you purchased yourself or from your doctor. Otherwise just don't even risk it. It's just, they see so much of it. And yeah, our friend works in narcotics and he's just like, it's really bad. And he's, he's, he pulled me aside. He's like, please do me a favor and talk to your girls about this. So we sat down and had a whole conversation, Uh how they are never to take any pills from anyone and uh, it's funny because my youngest she has a hard time swallowing pills and she goes well that's not a problem for me i hate pills <laughs> i was like okay good she's like i'd rather deal with a headache yeah. than, than take, take a pill safe so, um also this morning most american workers are keeping something a secret from their employer and their co-workers 
their real personality. A new survey finds 64% of people are fearful of being authentic around others in the workplace. Seven in 10 say they adopt an entirely different personality when they're at work compared to their normal persona at home. And the poll also found that nearly two in three employees have experienced some sort of backlash from their colleagues when a private detail of their life became a public knowledge. Now, a lot of a lot of uh, places, there are still things that are kind of taboo in the workplace. The most common information that workers hide from their employees or their employers are their political views. Um, personal information about their fa- family is also on there. And one in three people also hide their current relationship status, their mental health issues, and their religious beliefs from other people at work. I think we're pretty open with each other. I think for the most part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't divulge every detail, but it's not because I'm trying to hide anything. It's more like... I don't think anybody cares. It just doesn't come up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, do you want to know? Okay. Ask me. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. If I don't want to tell you, I'll say, I'm not telling you. (laughs) Buzz off kid. We're not talking about that right now. Uh, Finally this morning, it's national eat what you want day. And a poll a while back found the top foods we eat more of. If there were no consequences, what would you eat more of? If there were no consequences? Oh, I do fast food more. Really? Mm, just a nice burger, fries, greasy fries. Yeah, I would I would do fast food more. If there's no consequences, definitely do fast food. Is there a specific kind of fast food? Oh, I haven't had a it's it's been man 20 years, at least 20 years since I had a Big Mac. A Big Mac. I would do a Big Mac with fries and a big old Coke and then the the, the McDonald's Sunday. Oh, the hot fudge Sunday. Delicious. The ice cream machine's always broken. Yeah, what's going on with that? Why are they always broken? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the, t- the top foods we'd eat more of if there were no consequences are pizza, pasta, burgers, ice cream, and tacos. But let's, uh, let's drill down a little more with another question. What is the trashiest food that you just can't resist? Someone asked people on Reddit. So there are some good answers. Some things there, I was like, oh, yeah, I picked that, too. Gas station hot dogs was one of them, or anything that they sell hot at 7-Eleven. The taquitos at, at 7-Eleven are so good. Have you been to the 7-Eleven right here at the corner? No. Warren Springs and Buffalo? I've never been there. They got their rollers going 24-7. Everything looks so inviting when you oh. walk inside. It's right there next to the cashier. It smells so good. Um, ramen noodles on here, the kind that come in the pouch and cost 50 cents. American cheese slices. And I, I, I put quotes around cheese because is it is it really? Um, that's one of the things. These are the trashiest foods you love. Boxed macaroni and cheese. Oh, that is just top tier. I, the craft boxed macaroni and cheese. It just has such a distinct flavor and consistency. Pop-Tarts was one of the things mm. uh, mentioned. Marie Callender's frozen pot pies. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Or frozen, yeah, those are good. I remember getting those in, in college and post college, easy because they're easy to make. It was, a, it was a filling meal. That stuff would fill you up. It's thrown in the microwave for a couple of minutes, and you're good to go. You know, my thing was there were two things that I loved. Both you could make them in the microwave. Bagel bites. Remember bagel bites? Oh, I loved bagel bites and hot pockets. 
And like you t- that first bite of the hot pocket where you're like, <laughs> and then you get that piece and it's burning hot in your mouth and you're like trying to salivate to cool it down. Like, <laughs> and then you finally get it, are able to chew it. That was my favorite. But you were either, you're either A, too hungry to wait or too hungover and you had to eat. Because oh. hot pockets, it's Saturday morning, waking up all hungover in my apartment, eat one of those things up. Mm, did they have a pizza one too? Yeah, they had pizza. They had ham and cheese. You put them in that little sleeve. The sleeve. <laughs> what if you didn't put it in the sleeve? What was, would it not cook? properly my husband never used the sleeve they just seemed a little soggier to me when he would make them without the sleeve plus you could hold it with the sleeve too you want to burn your hand maybe that's why they had the sleeve oh maybe that's why too <laughs> burn your mouth not your hand with the sleeve this hour at 9 40 you're gonna go see enrique iglesias we have your tickets here's dua lipa it is mix 94.1 it is big energy. It is Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning. And coming up here in, where are we? It's 9-12 right now. Eight minutes. You could win a trip for two to see Train perform live at Red Rocks in Denver this summer. So your this hour's winning cold word is coming up in about eight minutes. Is there anything you'd like to change or add to our city? Because there's something I think needs to be changed. What? And it's on the west side of town. And it's causing a lot of accidents. Have you? So if you're going west on the 215, you're exiting Charleston. That intersection right there. In the past week, I've seen three accidents, and it's all how they have the traffic light set up there. And they changed the traffic lights at that intersection probably about a year or so ago. And as soon as they made that change, there's accidents at that intersection all the time. The the whole situation there is like there's one right hand tur- or two right hand turn lanes, one straight, and then one that goes left on yes, Charleston. Exactly. Yeah, yep. it is kind of a mess over there. I get confused all the time because if I'm at if I'm at downtown Summerlin. And I want to get back on the 215. You have to like go on there and you have to go straight. But it looks like there's two straight lanes. So I'll pull up in one and I realize I'm in a turn lane. I'm like, oh, gosh, now I got to get over. Like, it's a whole mess. And that is the confusion. So it's there's four lanes. If you're counting them from the right lanes, one and two are your right hand turn lanes. And there are times when those lights are green and the other left two lanes are red. And so people can turn right with no issue. The traffic going west on Charleston is still flowing, and you're spot on there, Mercedes. It's lane number three, which is the only straight lane, and that is a red light. People think that second lane, which is a turn right lane, is also a straight lane. So you get people that see that, and they're just, oh, it's green. I can go straight. And they they go flying into traffic, oncoming traffic that's going full speed the other way, and boom, you have yourself an accident. And they're, they're bad accidents. These are head-on collisions, T-bone collisions that are happening because cars are going at full speed. So if I were to change anything about Las Vegas, they've got to do something about that intersection. There's too many car accidents. If I would change anything about Las Vegas, what would it be? 702-364-9400. I would change the fact that we no longer have this restaurant. And I used to, when I first moved here, I remember the first time that any of my coworkers offered to take me out. They took us here and I loved it. And I'm so sad that it's gone. There was a place on West Sahara in a little shopping mall called That's Italian. Does anyone remember That's Italian? Where was That's Italian at? Oh, man. I think it was like Sahara and, oh, man, maybe like between Jones and Decatur. It was in a, it was in just a very inconspicuous shopping mall. And you went in there and the Italian food was so good, but they also gave you this um, shot and it was supposed to be like, what was it called? Like love, like the love potion or something like that. It was this, this shot and, and they gave everyone a shot of love potion. And I always thought, oh, we're getting a love potion. Look at this. And I just thought it was so cool, but I loved it. It was like dark in there. 
It was just so Vegasy. That's Italian. And then it just disappeared one day. I was really sad. I would like, uh, if I could change anything, I would bring back that's Italian. There's a whole rife about the fact that that restaurant's no longer here. That's Are you Italian. serious? They talked about the, another classic was that's Italian restaurant on West Sahara. Anyone who ever enjoyed dinner there will remember the blast of garlic coming out of the restaurant. Yes. As soon as you open the door to step into the place and the complimentary love potent. That's what it was. That yeah. was served after your dinner. Yes. After dinner, you got that love potion and it was so good. And I just, I don't know. I just liked the vibe. It just was a... A cool Vegasy vibe. And I'm so sad it's gone. I wish it would come back. So that's what I would change. What would you change about Las Vegas? 702-364-9400. So even the Baxter in that restaurant, Mercedes, before it was That's Italian, it was Chateau Vegas, was an Italian restaurant. What they write was that was steamed rolled by the Las Vegas Convention Center when that was built. So Chateau Vegas then moved to That's Italian on West Sahara. So that's how we got That's Italian, because Chateau Vegas had a shutdown for the Las Vegas Convention Center when that was built way back in the day. Does anyone remember that place? Did anyone else go there? I just, I loved it. Uh, some texts we're getting here. I miss El Jefe's Mexican restaurants. There were two, and they both closed down. T says, change the school district to be better. (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of people agree with you on that one. This one says, take out the roundabouts in Summerlin. You know, I think once you get used to them, they're actually kind of nice because you don't have to stop. If you know how to do a roundabout the right way, I do kind of like them now. But I will admit when I first moved here, I hated them. I just, it took some practice going through those. I'm right there with you, when you, and I know how to do them now, so I love them. I can hit them at a, at a good speed as long as there are other cars coming. But the only problem is, though, you're going, you know what you're doing. There's the newbie that doesn't know what they're doing, and they cause the chaos in those roundabouts. Yeah, that is, uh, that is confusing. Um, Steph, what would you change? Two things. Uh, of course, more lanes going down to the 15th South, going to California. I know a ton of my friends that drive here on the weekends that are stru- stuck in traffic for hours. So I feel for them. And the second thing is Sizzlers. Did you guys have a Sizzler here before? I think there was one on Bonanza because I looked it up and I said, oh, you know, I'm craving some good old Sizzler. And I looked it up and it said permanently closed. There was one at Spring Mountain and Rainbow. I remember was right there? by the Walmart. I never went there, but I remember seeing it because it was by the Applebee's the that bat. I had my first date at with Matt. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. But I there just, was a Sizzler there. The fa- my favorite thing was the unlimited salad bar. You would go there all like I would just go for the salad bar, but you would go. They have soups, they have salads, they have like all these great things. So whenever I go to San Diego, I'm like the first thing I want to do is go to Sizzlers. Do they have a? <laughs> Sweet sweet tomatoes closed down too, right? Oh, that's another great one. Yes. Oh man, bring back sweet tomatoes and fix the traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mix ninety four point one. Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending Woo! on Mix ninety four point one? Tom Brady is trending this morning. Talk about job security. My goodness, Tom Brady is going to join Fox Sports. As a lead NFL analyst, immediately following his playing career. So never? <laughs> what? <laughs> Is he going to ever quit? Uh, Fox CEO Lachlan Murdoch announced yesterday that he will call NFL games aside. Kevin Burkhart and will assist with various client and promotional uh, initiatives. He reportedly has signed a monster 10-year, $375 million deal 
Brady says he's excited, but there is a lot of unfinished business on the field with the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His contract is bigger than Troy Aikman's and Tony Romo. And Aikman just signed that new huge contract. His is bigger than Troy's and Tony Romo's combined. He's, he, You know what? I love Tony Romo. I could watch every game just analyzed by Tony Romo. He's my favorite Um so I, I feel like he has big shoes to fill in that aspect. Do I think he'll do a great job? Of course, he's Tom Brady. But I'm like, I don't know. Are you going to be as good as Tony Romo? Because he is really good. Romo has this. It's a contagious energy I get from when he's calling a game, too. Yes. And plus, when he calls the play, he's like, watch this. It's a slot right 32 dive. And the play that he called happens. My gosh, he's good. That's my favorite part is him predicting what's going to happen next. And then it happens. And everyone's like. Whoa. <laughs> How did you do that? He's going to fake, fake the right to the left and then run to the right. You watch. Probably pick up an eight yard. He even calls the yard. Probably eight or ten yards. And sure enough, that happens. No, it's just crazy. Also trending this morning is iPod. We talked about it earlier. Farewell, iPod Touch. It's going to be discontinued following years of disappointing sales. The device is the last remnant of a product line that first went on sale back in October of 2001 and set the stage for Apple's other devices like iPhones and iPads. So you can bet that they'll probably increase in price temporarily and then people will remember why they are being discontinued. But uh, man, that was that was a get. I, and I remember I had the clip on one. For when I could work out, I could clip it on my shirt and run and do my stuff. I'm like, man, I'm so cool. I got my iPod on. <laughs> this is amazing. I didn't get one until you gave me one for Christmas. And that was would have been, gosh, 2005, 2006. I was late to the game. Oh, but that, I mean, you had all your music right there. It was all set. It was so cool. And then finally this morning, Doritos are trending. They are celebrating the highly anticipated Stranger Things 4 premiere this month. With the release of a new limited time flavor. It's called Doritos 3D Crunch 3 Cheese. It actually sounds really good. It brings together cheddar, Monterey Jack, and Parmesan cheese with a three-dimensional crunch. They're also going to have a cool concert called Live from the Upside Down. It's a virtual concert featuring Charlie XCX happening on June 23rd. Also there, the Go-Go's, Corey Hart, Soft Cell, all 80s headliners. Well, Doritos, are they actually hold the keys to this concert. So what you can do is you can pick up a bag of regular Doritos or Doritos 3D Crunch with the limited time Stranger Things packaging on them while they're on store shelves. Or you can just visit Doritos.com slash Stranger Things to reserve a ticket. You can also get your hands on some really cool merch from Live from the Upside Down. T-shirts, bags, posters, all sorts of fun things. But Stranger Things 4 are coming soon, and that is what's trending. Speaking of great concerts, Enrique Iglesias Resorts World Theater. This show is in September. If you want to go, it's very simple. We've got your tickets coming up in just about 10 minutes. It's Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. Phones are going nuts right now. Uh, they are. And let's see. Judy, good morning. Good morning. You are caller 20. Yes, he's going to be over at the World, uh, the Resorts World Theater on September 16th, and you are going to be there, too. Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for listening, Judy. You're going to have a blast at that show. Now, if you want to go see Enrique, Heather Collins will have your tickets coming up again in the 5 o'clock hour.